if truly our life is united with Christ, then whoever would receive us would be welcoming Christ who is present within us. And not only then welcoming Christ present within us, be welcoming the one who sent him, who is the Father. So because of the unity of Christ with the Father, and if we are united with Christ, then whoever receives us also receives the Heavenly Father as well. If we truly are in union with Christ, then like in the second reading, because death has no power over him, the life of Christ living within us will raise us from death to eternal life. If the life of Christ is within us, is that power of the life of Christ that will be the source of eternal life for us. Um, I hadn't planned to say any of that, but anyway, just wanted to pass that to you. Hate to pass the, up that connection. What I was really focusing on, you know, was that in this time right now with the corona, the COVID-19 virus, the ones who have strike, strike me the most are those dedicated to serving those who are suffering and sick in our hospitals and nursing homes. It has struck me so powerfully that they really are placing their lives on the line. You know, at the beginning, there wasn't a lot of um, equipment, a lot of masks, a lot of protection, protective gear at all. It is really either bottled up or just not present around. And yet they really, many of them, have also come down with the virus and been affected by it. Some have died, many have made it. But many people have survived because of the dedication of that medical staff. And in my mind, those are the heroes of today. I would regard them, those are the saints of today, really laying down their life out of love for Christ, out of love for others. They are truly, I think, are the living saints among us. And so I would like to encourage, whenever you have the opportunity, to thank those dedicated to the care of those who are suffering from this virus and placing their lives on the line as well. That's what I really wanted to focus on when Jesus said, if anyone gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones for my sake and do it because they're a disciple, they will not go without their reward. And I was thinking how these are truly dedicating themselves to the well-being and care of others, even though their own lives are at risk. Um, I just want to take the opportunity just to share a little with you my, my experience so far with the, uh, with the virus, as far as I know. The, um, I took a little vacation in January, January the 19th or the 24th, and was, I flew down to... Um, Chapel Hill to visit good friends of mine down there. And um, on, the, on the flight back, uh, the transfer was in Atlanta. We got to the Atlanta airport. There were a number of people that were wearing masks. And I thought it was kind of odd. I asked somebody, what, what's going on? They said, well, 
there were some people who arrived in the international airport that had this virus, uh, but they have a, they're not over in this terminal. I said, well, that's good, but how do we know they haven't come into this terminal? Uh, well, they just, you know, on the international terminal is separate from the, the local terminal. So I really never, that was January 24th. So I think we didn't give it much attention because after all the viruses in China, then we saw stories about the, um, the cruise ships having viruses and being left off the coast of California, they're kind of stranded there. It's like, boy, that's pretty serious or something. But I thought, you know, you know, we're here in Indiana, we're a long way away from that. And I also didn't give it much more thought than that. And then it just kept getting worse. And then I talked with the chaplain about the hospital because we were no longer, no longer allowed to go visit uh, patients or parishioners in the hospital. And I said, you know, why can't I visit the, the patients in the hospital? Well, you're regarded as a volunteer and we're only allowing the paid staff in the hospital to kind of keep it down. And so, uh, well, okay, and so I would tell people, if you can get permission for me to go to visit, I'll be glad to visit. But the directions at the time, at the beginning were, only two family members can be with a member of the family when they're dying. If the family is willing to give up one of those two positions, you can visit them, but they don't get that position back because you have taken it. Well, that's the last thing I'd want to do to a family of keeping the family away from being with their dying mother or father or child, whatever. It's like, well, I sure don't want to do that. Um, and then they opened it up a little and well, the first lady who called me about seeing her dad, even the hospital chaplain couldn't go into his room to visit him. And so she had to pray from with the door closed outside of the room. That seemed to me, that's really serious then. So that was the first person who called. Then after that, if anybody would call, I said, I'll be glad to go if the hospital would give permission for me to get in. And so then gradually over time, I was able to go and actually anointed a couple people that were dying of the virus. I said, you know, it wouldn't be if the medical people are putting their lives on the line, what would it say about us religious people if we aren't really willing to take some kind of chance, some kind of, you know, maybe risk, but nothing like they're going through when we're supposed to be concerned with the salvation of the person, it's like we have our whole being supposedly in our care, and if we're not willing to take that, you know, the risk or to do that, then I really don't deserve to be called a priest or a pastor. I mean, how can I claim to be a pastor if we're not willing to pastor people at the time of their dying? But of course, we're always wearing the mask and everything like that, so gloves and. Uh, I can tell you the process of washing, the, <laughs> washing your hands and washing your hands and putting on the gloves and washing your hands and then washing the gloves before you took them off, 
then washing your hands in the hospital room, and then when you came out, wash your hands and sanitize them again. So they were being very cautious and very careful, but I just thought if anyone really would ask, I have gone whenever a call has been made to visit someone in the hospital if they've gotten permission for me to go. And so that's the way that that has been. Other nursing homes, I haven't been. I had a mass at the nursing home um, at um, Westminster in February. And then I, the next day I was supposed to have mass at Elmcroft. I went to Elmcroft. They said, we're not allowing anybody other than the people, the staff here and the residents inside. So you're not allowed in. I said, okay, but um, uh, let me know if somebody's dying. Um, so anyway, that's where I left it with the, uh, and then Morrison Woods called the next day and they said, yes, they also were in shutdown. We're not allowing visitors inside. Um, I did get a call from one of the nursing homes. I could go to the nursing home, and if I stood outside at the window with the window closed, I could give a blessing and, and say a prayer and try to talk to the person who was dying. <laughs> okay, that's, that's as far as I got at that nursing home. So it's been, but I've only seen that as I've done what I've been able to do. I think it's important that I be very cautious because it's a double, a double thing. I have to have concern for the people who are dying, but I also have to concern for the people who are living. So I have to be very careful and cautious not to become active and then be a, a transmitter of it. So it's one of those situations, how far do you go, what do you do, trying to be as protective as possible. Anyway, that's why, to me, the masks are really so important. The masks to me are not a political thing. It's not a political statement. The mask is what it keeps me from receiving those droplets or whatever that carry the virus by wearing the mask. And if I'm wearing a mask, if I have droplets that have the virus, then it doesn't spread it to other people. So the mask is just a critical element to keep us all safe. So when I go over to the, the stand for communion, I'll put on the mask and I have that uh, plastic shield as well um, for protection. You may have noticed we put these uh, aluminum, I don't know what, you, what we call them. <laughs> anyway, they're over the four places where the, the air returns to the air conditioning units downstairs. So that way the air, the air at the local level doesn't get, but rather pulls it from up, up above. And so hopefully the droplets in the air or are below that level. That's why we have them up at seven foot. And so that the air droplets would be lower than that if there are any here. But anyway, the air then is taken down through there through the air conditioning unit and recycled. But the idea behind that was trying to protect the people. If there are any droplets that might be in the church to protect it from that by not bringing those into the air conditioning units and then recycle it in the air. So that was why, if you've noticed those, um, there are four air ducts that the air goes, you know, is, is pulled down from the church into the air conditioning. 
So again, that's a method we're trying to use to help protect people from the virus, should it be here. Um, but we're, we're also asking volunteers to help us after Mass, to help do the sanitizing of the pews, and that's why we ask people to leave their program where they were sitting so we know which pews need to be sanitized. But also we're looking for volunteers because we've had a crew been doing it for six weeks. Now we need a, a few more volunteers willing to help out with that. So if you're willing to volunteer, not it won't be today, but willing to volunteer in the future Mass, I'd encourage you to, to call the office and if we get enough volunteers, it would just be maybe once a month or once every other month. So that's what we're trying to do at this time. But um, I just wanted to share where I am. If anyone would call, if anyone is sick with the virus, I'd be glad to come and do the anointing. I want you to know that. If you have any family member who is dying, I'd be glad to anoint them. Um, and I will wear the mask and everything for protection. But the caution is there. But if the medical staff can be so dedicated for the physical well-being, what kind of person would I be not being willing to make a sacrifice for the spiritual well-being of people? So that's my little coronavirus story. God bless you. <laughs>